0: Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki.
1: Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888 8, 8, 8, 4, 4. This is Learning with Leslie. Oh, hello, and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive, no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samer, from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. I'm on the line with Court Tuttle from theblogbuilders.com. Court is someone I first met online and then in person at the New Media Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada. He is an expert in search engine optimization and has been living off SEO since 2005, back in the good old days. With all the changes to Google's algorithms, I thought I'd get him on here to share some of the best practices that you and I as bloggers can implement to not only protect ourselves from these wild and crazy changes, but to also get as much traffic as possible from the big G, which is Google. So we're gonna tackle how to do SEO on today's internet. That's what we're gonna talk about today. Court my man how you doing man? Thank you so much for joining me how 's it going doing
0: really well man thanks for having me
1: oh, no problem i 'm glad to have you on here so you 've been doing uh, search engine optimization since two thousand and five is that correct
0: that 's correct yeah it 's been a long long time that is a
1: long, <laughs> long time, especially when it comes to the internet. You know, there's so much happening today. I mean, my question is this, and this is something that you know I've heard people talk about back and forth. But is search engine optimization still relevant today with all of these changes that are happening with Google's algorithms?
0: That's a really good question. You know what? I think that I think that SEO is more relevant than it's ever been, and it's also easier than it's ever been before. Unless you're a spammer, you know. If you're a spammer, it's it's a lot harder than it's ever been. So if you have a legit site, you know, if you have a blog, it's a high quality blog, it's it really is easier than it's ever been.
1: Okay, we, we, we need to unpack that a little bit because you're saying that search engine optimization is easier today with so many people dropping out of the search engines um, for this reason, for that reason. You're saying it's easier. How is it easier?
0: Well, so, so in 2013, there's two big magnifiers that are in play that weren't in play in the past. Number one is Google updates have been getting rid of more and more spam sites and low quality sites all the time. Uh-huh. So they're just gone. So people that would have been there in front of you in Google, they're just not there anymore. Uh, number two is that the number of people that you can put your content in front of is so much bigger now than it's ever been because of Facebook, because of Pinterest, because of YouTube, because of iTunes, like social social media and social platforms have made it so you can get your stuff in front of so many people and it can get shared all over the place. So that makes SEO a million times easier because in, you know, back in 2005, 2006, 7, even like 2008 you had to, if you created a really cool piece of content, you had to go out and personally tell everybody about it. Mm. And that's not the case anymore. You create something awesome now, it can get shared all over the place. And so it just makes it so much easier than it was when I started. When I started, it was, it was just a really tedious manual process. And now it's, it can be a lot more automated if you have a high level of quality in your, in your work.
1: Okay, so if, if, if your content is crap... Uh, it's going to be hard for you. Um, Way (laughs) harder. Much harder than ever before because Google is getting smarter. But if you're creating great content, it's easier to get it in front of a lot of people today than it was before, and that helps with search engine optimization.
0: That's exactly right, yeah.
1: Okay, um, that, that, that sounds like something we're going to have to unpack in terms of going into the step-by-step. But before we go into the step-by-steps of search engine optimization, I, wanna, I want my audience to get a good idea of who you are and kind of where you're coming from. So what were you doing before you got into all this internet-y type of stuff?
0: So, yeah, so that's a good question. So I was actually doing retail. So I was working at Radio Shack. I was just one of those guys who dreamed of doing something on my own you know I was just I was making nine bucks an hour uh-huh. and I just always thought I got to do something like back then originally my thought process was I just got to do something to make like an extra 500 bucks a month like uh-huh. that would change my life mm-hmm. you know that's how I thought and so I was just one of those guys and a dreamer and hoping that I could figure something out.
1: Okay so, so you're working at this job and you know dreaming about all the different things that you can do to make this huge $500 a month and change your entire life. Um, and how did you kind of get from there to doing stuff on the internet?
0: So I got lucky originally. So, and and it all happened really fast. So here was the basic process. I had a friend who started working at a marketing consulting firm. And we were both in college at the time. And he he basically thought, he he got this job they were teaching him how to do online marketing stuff so that he could teach other people how to do it okay and he told me about it and i was just immediately fascinated by it like i i wanted to learn how to do it so i kept talking to him about it and i think he kind of saw my passion for it and he was like man i could probably get you an interview if you know if you wanted to and i was like yeah okay absolutely <laughs> so He ended up getting me an interview. I got a job there. And that's how I got started. They started teaching me the basics of how marketing on the internet work. And, you know, long story short, I started doing my own stuff while I was there. I started my own sites. And... One thing led to another, and before too long, I was just completely on my own, just running my own sites.
1: Okay, so he, you found out about what he was doing, and it immediately captivated you. Can you can you think back and you know maybe think what about it captivated you um, while you were working this other job? What, what was the thing that said, "Oh man, this is so
0: exciting! I want to get into it." Absolutely. So back then, it was. Um, Google was big back then, but it's nothing like it is now, of course. But Yahoo was also big. So he started telling me about what they do to get sites to show up high in Yahoo Uh and in Google. And to me, that was so captivating because I could immediately see, okay, well, obviously, if I can have a site and if it shows up high in Google and in Yahoo, then I'll get a ton of traffic to that site. I have no idea what to do with that traffic. (laughs) But if I get people there, then I have to be able to do something with it. So you know, he and I would just talk about it and he was like, yeah, well, here's kind of some of the stuff that people do. He told me about AdSense, how that works, how people get paid to get clicks. And so it just started this whole, this like passion, you know, I just wanted to figure out how that worked because I could see that the benefits could be huge if I could become one of those people who, who got to the bottom of that.
1: Gotcha. So, you, so you, you start working at this um, firm, uh, you start learning about internet marketing, and then you start doing your own thing on the side. What was your own thing on the side? What were you actually doing? The first site I started was actually a
0: cell phone review site. Oh, okay. So it was... And I, and I picked that based on my background. So I'd sold a lot of cell phones working at Radio Shack, and I knew about a lot of phones. And I knew about them in detail like really well. Um, so that's kind of what I knew. So I was like, I'm just going to start doing this. I'm going to review phones. I'm going to tell people, like, what what's good about the phones, what's bad about the phones. And so, that's what I started with.
1: Okay, and I'm curious, is that site still around?
0: It's not. No, I okay. I, I got rid of that site maybe in 2008.
1: Okay. Um. Now, was that, were you the type of person that was working on one site, or you had multiple sites, and how was that working for you?
0: I started originally with one, but... You know, between two thousand, between two thousand five and now, I've had probably maybe a hundred at least, oh, maybe wow. two hundred.
1: Oh, yeah. that—that's a lot of sites, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and what were you doing at the time to monetize that, those sites? Originally,
0: I, w- I started with Google AdSense and then. I switched for a while to Yahoo's version, which Uh isn't really around anymore. It was called Yahoo Publishing. So I did that for a while. And then it's just been a process of going from that to doing affiliate marketing to even selling banners like with, you know, CPM marketing, which is when you get paid just according to how many impressions you can give Uh on the ads Uh and then creating my own products. So I've kind of done everything now at this point.
1: Okay, so it was, you know, start with one and making some money with that. Were you were you making money with that while you were working at your day job?
0: I was, yeah. So I didn't leave my day job until I was making about five thousand dollars a month somewhere ah, in gotcha, there.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, and and. Was that something that was intentional? Were were you the kind of person where you're saying, okay, I want to make sure that I'm covering my expenses with what I'm doing online, and then if I'm covering my expenses, then I'm comfortable? Or, you know, you did it for a certain amount of time? How how was that thought process in your mind? How did that go?
0: Absolutely. So I just thought I wasn't really the risk-taker type. Like, I wanted to build it on the side until it was big enough that I could pay all my bills and then some. So... I just worked at night after work. I worked on Saturdays, you know, just even my job was, was pretty open. Like my schedule was open. If I, if I was on a consulting call, then I was expected to do my work. And if I wasn't, then I could work on my own stuff. So I did a lot of it at work too, but that was my thing. I just wanted to make it big enough that when I left and did that, you know, on its own, that. I'd be fine. So that's, that's how I approached it.
1: Okay. And, and okay, so you're starting these sites, you're doing these reviews, you're starting multiple sites. I mean, maybe even 200 sites, like a a crazy person. Um, (laughs) But, but things didn't just stay at that level. How did things kind of evolve over time?
0: Yeah, things started to change a lot. So, I mean, the main thing that the main thing that happened that was kind of a fork in the road from what I was doing then to what I'm doing now is that friends started asking me about what I was doing and how I was doing it. Okay. So, you know, just close friends of mine, people who, and this was especially true after I left my job and started working from home, people were, were just kept asking me, how do you do that? Like, how do you get traffic? How do you set the sites up? Like, how do you pick topics for sites? Like, what do you build sites about? Like, how does this work? So I actually started teaching that to a few of my friends just at home you know, offline. Um, and that group started to grow. So at first I was just teaching one person and then it was two people and it was five people and it, it started to, it grew more and more and more people started wanting to get involved with it. And so eventually that kind of got out of hand so (laughs) it just got to where I couldn't really do it anymore like I had people who I'd been working with for a few months and then I had brand new people and and they're all in one room all at the same time and I'm trying to teach them how stuff works so it just got out of hand so I thought I thought this was maybe in 2007 And I thought, you know what, I'm going to put all these lessons online so these new people can just go there and read this stuff. Like, you know, here's how it works and I'll do that. So I created a site that taught people how to do this stuff. And that was a, that was a pretty big fork in the road. It, it, it made, it led me to what I'm doing today, which is, you know, teaching people how it all works, how SEO works, how to get, how to get traffic through SEO to your site. So that's kind of how it led to where I'm at right now.
1: Okay, and your current blog right now, or your main hub is the blogbuilders.com, right? That's right, yeah. And what's going on at that blog? What is it about?
0: So it's, it's going to be, basically it's a, it's a place where I can teach people about SEO, and it's SEO for bloggers though, because there's not a lot of places out there where you can really learn in-depth SEO. If you're a blogger, Uh you know there's great SEO resources. If you're other, if you're a company like SEO Moz, and there's some really great places. But my passion is to teach individual people who do it on their own, and so that's what the Blog Builders is all about. Okay, so uh go ahead. I was just gonna say, and it's it's actually pretty new. I launched the Blog Builders just a couple months ago, and it's going really well so far. People have really liked it so far, so. I actually have planned out a blog SEO school with a lot of modules like really in detail stuff that I'll be launching, you know, pretty soon that that will be a great resource for that.
1: You know, it's kind of exciting to me because Honestly, I, I have some of the basics of search engine optimization taken care of, and then I just ignore everything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Part of it has to do with time. You know, I don't want to be going all over the place doing a bunch of research and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I like what you're doing. And I, you see, you say that this blog is about a couple months old.
0: Yeah, it's a couple months old
1: now. And it kind of blows my mind because, you know, I'm looking at your um, articles right now. I see the most recent one was a podcast with 31 comments. The one before that is 85 comments. And I see some on your blog with 100 and something comments. And I'm kind of blown away that such a, a, a relatively young blog is getting so much traction so fast. Uh, before we get into the details of how to do SEO, just, just tell us the secret, man. How, how, do you, <laughs> how, how can you start a blog in such a short period of time and get so much interaction
0: you know i think I think a lot of it has to do with i've been there's there's a couple things at play that are really making that work well, and number one is actually pinterest Pinterest has just been huge for me, and three months ago, I had never had a visitor from Pinterest in my life uh-huh. <laughs> but i I am I have this, I have a bunch of friends, my sister and some of her friends who have these really high level blogs that are around creative niches and Pinterest, like they literally get hundreds of thousands of visitors every month from Pinterest. So from talking to them, I thought, you know what, Pinterest could be huge for me. I'm just going to try it out. And I have been, and it's been an incredible source of traffic. So I think that's one of my really big ones. Okay.
1: And we're not going to go into the details of that yet. We're going to talk more (laughs) about it, but this is one of those cliffhangers that we're going to give people. But anyhow, as you were saying,
0: Pinterest has been huge. And the second thing that's been really huge is getting other people involved. Um, For example, my most recent post is a podcast that I did with, it's my first podcast and I did it with a friend of mine whose name is Becky Ferrant and she's a big deal in the creative blogging world. And so I interviewed her and talked to her about her success and, and just from getting her involved in that, she, you know, she shared the podcast episode with her audience, which is very large and got a lot of people to listen to it. And that exposed a lot of people to me. And, and that's the same thing happened with some Becky and I, and my sister have done a few, Uh, Google Hangouts where we've invited a bunch of people to come and talk about, you know, blogging and just how you get better at it. And that's been a huge thing too. And we've had other guests that come on. And so it's just like my, my audience has grown real, real quick because of those things. So just getting other people involved, you know, Pinterest, social media, it's, it's grown really fast. I, I just feel really fortunate for sure
1: awesome stuff and that's some great takeaways for anyone that's trying to get their blog up and running fast and get some good interaction connecting with people really even uh, connecting with people that have audiences already that's a good way of kind of jump starting yourself into um, Uh, into having a successful blog in a relatively short period of time. So what we're going to do now is we're going to switch to the second part of this interview, which uh, is actually um, a a mini version of what you are trying to do in terms of this class that you're putting together for um, SEO for bloggers. And we're going to dig into some of that stuff uh, right now. So I'm a blogger. I want to make sure that I am fully taking advantage of SEO Um, right now. It's 2013. Somebody may be listening to this in 2015 or whatever, (laughs) but I want to fully take advantage of all that SEO has to offer. Where do I start, and can you walk us through that process?
0: Absolutely. So you need to develop two primary skills. And number one is... Getting your work, and when I say work, I mean basically your blog post and your blog homepage. Getting your work shared and linked to. Okay. And that's a huge skill that you have to develop. Um, so, and, and to be honest, that's the main skill. And so there's there's different things that are involved in that, and we'll kind of, I'll break that down briefly in just a minute. But number two is creating content about topics that people already search for. Okay. So. People search Google every day, you know, a hundred million times a day. You've got to be able to create content for your site that matches up with that stuff that is already being searched for, and and you got to know how to to work in the correct terminology into your post so that it lines up with what Google's looking for. So those are the two main skills that you need.
1: Okay, um, you know, when you the first one that you said, getting your stuff shared, um, you know, when I think search engine optimization, I don't. Typically, think social media. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what's the link between the two? The link. Okay. So the main link between the two. So Google still in 2013, the primary way they decide which which web pages are the best web pages, and therefore the web pages that will show up the highest in Google is links. Who links to those web pages? So where social media and sharing comes in is. It's a numbers game. So if you can create a really great piece of content and put it out there and say a thousand people see it on Pinterest and you know, 3000 people see it on Facebook and 500 people see it on Twitter. Well, just exposing that content to so many people makes it so blogs and blogs and forums and other websites people will end up linking back to your content. So just having that social sharing happen and exposing that, that piece of content to so many people will naturally result in links. And, and on top of that, search engines try to look at what's happening on social sites to find the best content also. And that's especially true with Google and Google Plus. And then with being in Facebook, You know, Google and Google Plus are very much connected and being in Facebook are very much connected. So just getting that content in front of so many people makes it so your, your, con, your content gets linked to and whoever gets linked to the most from the best locations is who shows up the highest.
1: All right, all right. I, I want to I wanna drill even deeper into these topics. And you, you mentioned the two things, making sure your stuff is shareable. So that brings in the social aspect and also creating content that, that people are looking for. I want to take the second one and dissect that first. And then we're going to go to the kind of the icing on the cake, getting your stuff out there in terms of social media. And I know specifically Pinterest you've had some success with, and we'll dive into that a little deeper. Um, so creating content that people are looking for. How do we go about doing that specifically when it comes to search engine optimization?
0: Okay, that's a really good question. So the first thing is just becoming aware of keywords and how they work. So a keyword is the words that people search for in Google. So if you can become aware of what people are searching for, then you can kind of make a map of all of the different topics that could be covered inside of your niche, and you can plan out content for your sites and you can get keywords into posts the way you need to.
1: Okay, and what's the best way to go about doing that?
0: So I actually use the Google, the Google Keyword Tool. It's called, if you search for it in Google, search for Google AdWords Keyword Tool. It'll come up first. Uh-huh. So I use that tool. And basically what's cool about that tool is it allows you to see how many searches are happening every month in Google for specific keywords. Uh-huh. So that's the tool I use and I just, I just plan it out. So in my case where I'm talking about blogging, there's all these different topics that come in like blog SEO and how that works. And then that leads to all these other topics that people already search for, like how to rank in Google, how to make your site show up in Google. Like there's a million different ways that people are already searching for content, like what's in my head. So I just have to use the tool to find out what those searches are.
1: Okay, so I want to make this as practical as possible. I just went to, to the Google Keyword tool. I logged in with my Google account, and I'm a biology blogger, okay? So I, I'll be looking for all kinds of content to come up with for biology. What do you recommend for me to do? I'm looking at this tool right now.
0: Okay, so the first thing you have to do, let's just make a quick configuration change so you get the right data. Okay, okay. And the first thing you have to do, it's over on the left side of the tool. Uh-huh. You're looking for the match types, uh-huh. and you want to unselect broad and select exact.
1: Okay. And if someone's listening to this right now, you can actually, if, if, well, if you are listening to it in your car, you can't do this, or please don't do this. But when you get back to your computer, come to the computer and continue to listen to this episode because we're going to walk through some practical steps that you can take. So I've selected exact as the match type.
0: Awesome. Okay, and then so you know you would know your your space Uh better than I would. So Uh what's a topic that you have already blogged about?
1: Okay, so let's go with the function of the heart.
0: Okay, awesome. So let's just let's type let's look at that a few different ways. Let's type heart's function.
1: Hearts function.
0: And you need to put each keyword on a separate line. So hearts function, enter function of heart. Of heart. Okay and function of the heart. Okay. And I'm looking forward to here so we can see the same thing. Okay, so you put
1: different variations of what you're trying to cover.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Then go ahead and click search.
0: I have searched. Okay, cool. So basically what we can see here, Google is gonna show you, so we searched for three phrases and we're gonna see those first, just right up top. Yes. And then it's going to give us a whole bunch of related phrases below that. Uh And the tool, you can configure the tool so you can see different columns. The one you really want to be able to see is the Google search network. Okay. And as long as you can see that, you'll be able to see how many times per month each of these phrases is searched for on Google's on Google.com and on Google's partners sites. Gotcha. Um usually the first thing I do after I do the search is I sort the column by the number of searches. So to do that you just click Google Search Network at the top of the column. Okay. And as you can see, and I
1: just want to point something out really quick. Just now I clicked on it and what it did is it uh, reversed it. So the lowest were at the top, but then I clicked it again. And now it's showing me the highest numbers at the top.
0: Yeah, which is what you want. Okay. Cool. So with this search, you can see that it's giving you a pretty broad, you know, like I'm, are you seeing heart attack in American Heart Association? Yes, I am. Cool. So it's pretty broad if you do it this way. And this helps you to get ideas for other stuff that you could possibly create content around. Mm -hmm. If you want to see stuff that's more specific, you can go back up just under the search box and you select only show ideas closely related to my search terms. Okay. And search again. And then it'll, it'll break it down to stuff that's more closely related to what you, what you typed in originally. Okay. Okay. So now, you, now you're now you going to see a list of a whole bunch of phrases that are related to your topic. So it's your job now to go down through and pick out the ones that are the most, that, that fit with the content that you plan on creating so that you can get them into your blog post.
1: Okay, so I'm actually going to uh, deselect that only show ideas because it was showing some things that um, looked interesting to me, but when I selected that, it wasn't showing it anymore and, yeah. and for example, now I'm seeing that something that's searched for much more than just function of the heart is cardiovascular system. Yeah. So would it make sense then to, instead of just naming my blog post the function of the heart I can say something like the function of the heart in the cardiovascular
0: system. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Okay. I like that. So, you know, what I like about this is it's not as detailed as necessarily, you know, I'm going into market samurai and I'm doing a ton of keyword research. I'm just really doing something that takes a minute or two and I have more information that can help me to structure the titles of my posts and my content in a way that makes sense based on what I was already doing, but I'm including things now that will even enhance the number of people that can find it. Exactly. Awesome, I like it. All right, anything else I need to be aware of with this?
0: That's pretty much how I use this tool. So, you know, on top of that, the, the other stuff that i that I do is I just try to create maps for different pieces of content that I'm planning out, so I always look through the list of keywords here and just see if there's anything that could that I could use in future posts as ideas for posts or as ideas that I could add to posts I already have, so it's just it's just keeping track of the different pieces of content that you want to create and what keywords you could potentially use for that for that, that content.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Now, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I, anytime I talk about, you know, keyword research and so on, people always ask the same question. What number should I be looking for?
0: That's, yeah. What's I get your the answer to question. that? I've, I've answered that question 50,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I actually am not a huge believer in you need to see a specific number for this to work. You know, with, with this one we're looking at, function of the heart, I can see a whole bunch of, like, if you added up all of the phrases, it would be a pretty decent sized number. Yeah. But function of the heart's not that big of a number on its own, which is, it's a thousand, which is totally fine. Basically, what I want to see is just, I want to see that there is search volume there. Okay. A, A thousand's great for a post. You know, that's, that's 33 people a day. And if you were able to get 20 people a day on this post, that would be awesome. And if you just, if you added up all of the numbers in here, it could, it could turn into a pretty big thing. So, you know, if you think about if every blog post you ever created got 50 people, that could add up to a huge number. And I'll tell you the way it works is you can get traffic that's much higher than what you're seeing here because people search for so much random closely related stuff. Yeah. So you just want to see traffic. As long as there are numbers here, you're you're good to go. If it says bunch of zeros, it's probably not a very good topic. Okay, but I- that's where I differ from a lot of other people. They want to see a whole bunch of numbers. I, I seriously don't care. I just want to see something.
1: Okay. And I, I like that because I'm not creating a bunch of spreadsheets and making this stuff overcomplicated. It's simple. I come here, I put in heart function, and I see, oh, okay, so here are some ideas that can help me craft my stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, Where do we go from there? So we have this information. We have information as to, you know, what we can write about and so on. Then what?
0: So the next thing we need to do is make a, a post title. And you did it perfectly with your example, function of the heart in the cardiovascular system. Yeah. Because you actually have more than one keyword phrase in that title. It's, that the title is inclusive to basically almost two different topics or at least two different keywords. And that's super smart because that just expands the scope of what Google can rank this page for. And that's what you want to do. So you've got to get your keyword in the post title. And if it lends well to putting multiple related phrases in the post title, absolutely do it because it'll just make the whole thing more effective.
1: Okay, and and with that, of course, you're trying to make sure that it sounds natural. So it's not that you're stuffing it with keywords, but if it makes sense to include it in a title that makes sense for your audience, then why not?
0: Exactly, and in your case, it fits perfect. Yeah. Like it, that's what that's where it fits in. It fits in the cardiovascular system, so it it works perfectly, and that's that's what I go for.
1: Awesome. Okay, so we have our title. Um, what next?
0: Then we've got to make sure we want the we want the keyword. So if we're using function of the heart, we would like that keyword to also appear inside the blog post itself, again, in a natural way, which it's going to be very natural to get that in there. And then we want to look at additional keywords that we have. For example, looking at the list of keywords that we got with this search, I can see main function of the heart. Uh-huh. So, you know, the heart does... It has one main thing that it does, but we could we could easily talk about that without using the word main on this page, uh-huh. and that would be a mistake. So we need to make sure the word main is on the page somewhere. That will help this page to rank in Google and show up for main function of the heart.
1: Gotcha. And that's the idea.
0: So those are just little bits, little little words that we just want to go through and make sure we get them into the post. And they sh- really they should be in the post anyway. This is just this just allows us to you know to show up in Google in locations where we should show up. This post should show up for main function of the heart if it's a you know if it's a solid post that explains the function of the heart.
1: Gotcha gotcha. So I'm looking basically at these keywords and I'm seeing how can I include some of them in my blog post, the actual content of that blog post. Yes. Okay, so when you know formatting that blog post, what do I need to keep in mind when it comes to you know header tags and so on, whether I make it a h1 so a big header um, uh, a title or 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 h two or h three anything with that that I need to be conscious of when I'm constructing these posts and formatting them?
0: You know what WordPress does a good job of so WordPress will put it in a heading tag just when you get it in the post title so
1: no, but I'm talking about for the actual content of the post. Not the title, but in the content itself.
0: Right. So here here's what here's what Google will see. Like if so if your post title is function of the heart in the cardiovascular system, then uh-huh. function of the heart should be in a heading tag already, depending on your theme. But then then inside of your post, I would actually just recommend doing what is best for the visitor. So, you know, say because it may not work to have function of the heart in there in a heading tag. Uh-huh. If it does, then definitely do it.
1: Okay. But if it doesn't, it's okay. Okay. Because
0: Google is Google has evolved to where they don't really. It's going to make a minimal difference to get that in a heading tag, but it's just not that big of a deal. Gotcha. So I would a hundred percent focus on what is going to make this this post have the most impact on the people who look at it and that's how i would do my headings and that's how i would structure the post because that will have a bigger seo impact than any anything else because those people if they like it if they talk about it if they tell someone else about it if they drop a link in a forum if they if they share it on facebook that will have more impact than just having you know specific bits of of text in heading tags. So think about your, your post structure from 100% from the, the reader's point of view and how to have the most impact on that person who reads it.
1: Okay. I, I, I like that concept because in, in essence, what you're saying is Google is getting much better at being able to give people what they want. And if totally. you think about it from your target audience perspective, how can you format this post in a way that it is the best experience for that person as possible?
0: Exactly.
1: Okay, you know my 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 podcast episodes. I've been trying to keep them to around thirty minutes. We're at thirty six, but we have so much great content here that I'm just going to keep going if it's okay with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's fill this thing with some value, and we've already done that. And I thank you for that. Um, okay. So we have our titles. We have our keywords that we're trying to. F- it's not as if we're trying to force them into our posts, but it just makes sense to include them into our posts. Um, let's talk a little bit about images because I know that enhances the experience of the person that's reading the content and according to you know SEO rules, it also helps to a certain extent for that. How do we go about doing images the right way?
0: It really does. So images can have impacts on multiple levels. Like you said, it can really impact the visitor, the reader of the post, which is ultimately what we want to do and that's our highest priority. But also you know, with, with biology, for example, like there's a lot of visual stuff that, that people could be searching for. Definitely. Um, and they, they might search for it in Google image search. They might search for it in Pinterest. Like they could search for it in a lot of different places. So there are a couple things with images that you want to get right. Um, the first thing you want to get right is you want to make sure that if you have keywords that you're focusing on, you use those keywords within your images. And here are the different places that I'd recommend using that keyword. Number one is in the file name itself. So instead of using like, you know, if you just take a picture with your digital camera and you upload the picture, then the file name is going to be like, like my file names are like DSC 1346jpg And no one's going to search for that, obviously. So, I will change the file name to function, and I use dashes, but you could use dashes or you could use underscores. Uh-huh. Function of the heart.jpg.
1: Okay, so function dash of dash the dash heart.jpg. Oh, exactly. Okay.
0: Good. And the reason I do that, number one, is because that's what that picture is. Like, I'm not going to give a picture that name if it's a picture of. wife you know it's it's got to line up but just using it there makes it so google knows what that picture is Mm -hmm. and so we use it there we use it in the title of the of the picture we use it in the alt tag of the picture and that just makes it so again google knows what it is and they can they can talk they can list it in Google image search so people can find it if you know people who are looking for images. And
1: and just to kind of clarify there for anyone that's maybe new to WordPress, when you when you have your image that you're uploading and you go to upload it to WordPress, it's going to have a pop-up that asks you what is the the image name, what is the alt tag that you want, and you can just enter that in right there and then click on save and that will be taken care of.
0: Yeah. And that that stuff can also help you with Pinterest because if people pin your post and they use one of your images, then the title and the, basically the title will then appear as a caption on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. So if you have, if you have a post about function of the heart and then on someone pins it and on Pinterest, you have a page that. Basically that, that pin on Pinterest will have function of the heart. It'll have that text there. It'll have a link back to you. So there's going to be some SEO benefit there. So that's why we, that's why we do it that way. Okay. Yeah. So basically this stuff just makes it so we show up in Google image search, which is a, can be a huge traffic source depending on your niche. And it makes it so we can get some SEO benefit from Pinterest. And so that's how, that's how you do it. It's, it's pretty simple. There's, there's not anything beyond that that you need to worry about with images.
1: Okay. Now, you, you have a concept that you talk about um, that you call not publishing orphan posts. And yes. that's a concept that helps even more with search engine optimization. So can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Definitely. So here's the, here's the idea. So when most people publish a post, they just... It's just one post at a time, you know, every other day they publish a post and they never do anything beyond that inside their site itself. Here's the problem with that with Google. So Google is trying to figure out, so their job is to figure out which pages on the internet are the best pages about specific topics. And still today in 2013, the main method that Google uses for that is links. So they look at what pages, what web pages are linking to each web page, where do they link from? And they look at the quality of the pages that are linking. They look at how many pages are linking and that happens both inside and outside of your site. So here's the concept. If you just publish a post, it's not going to be linked to inside your site from very many places. It'll be linked to from the category page it's in at first, it'll be linked to from the home page until, until it gets pushed off. It'll be linked to from a tag page if you use tags, but that's pretty much it. And so that's a problem because it, it's going to give it, it's going to look like it has less strength to Google. So what you should be thinking is what other pages do I have in my site that I can use to link to this page? Because I get two benefits from that. Number one, the readers who read that particular those other posts will come and read this post, uh-huh. and number two, it makes that page look more important to Google. Mm. So, so that's what I'm always thinking when I publish a post. Like, where does this post fit in with all the other posts I have? If I had if I had a post about function of the heart like you do, so I would be thinking. So this is about the cardiovascular system. Like Mm -hmm. what else is in the cardiovascular system? Like how do the lungs fit in? Do I have a post about lungs and how they work? If so, you know, do I have a post about the cardiovascular system in general? Like how does that, how does this post fit in? Where can I link to it from that is relevant, that provides extra value for the people I have and at the same time it it will strengthen this post and i've tested this concept so many times it will make this post rank better so
1: so what i'm doing there is i'm actually going back in my archives and i'm going to find that article on the cardiovascular system and maybe where it talks about the heart which you know most likely it will talk about the heart i will then go to that old post and make that You know when it says the heart, link it to this new article that I just published. Exactly, that's exactly
0: right. Love it, love it, love it. It's strong. I mean, it made a it made a big impact on my on my business when I figured this out. And it 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 affects you in a lot of ways because you're going to get more page views per visitor if you're doing this well. You're providing more value to people, so you'll have a bigger impact on people. But at the same time this post will just look more important to Google. It just looks stronger. And it makes sense that it looks stronger because it's being talked about in more places. It looks like a more important page within your site. It is a more important page within your site. so. That's kind of how that works.
1: Gotcha. Now, let's talk a little bit about this shareability thing, making your stuff shareable. Because I noticed this is something that you do in a very interesting way, and I really like it, especially with the images and how you format them. Can you talk about some tips to make your content more shareable?
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, like like I said before, Pinterest has been just a really big one for me. And basically, I just copied what, what my sister and other people who are amazingly successful at this are doing. And the number one tip that I could give with that is in every post you publish, you should have an image that says basically what the post is about. So usually I just use my post title on the image itself with with some kind of catchy picture. And, you know, you could see how I'm doing this if you looked at most of my posts on the blog builders. So an example of that is a post I have that's called 10 ways to make yourself look like a Bloggy newbie. And then I have an image right at the top. That's a chalkboard. It's got, um, it's got a, basically a, a bullet list of the things I cover in the post with the title right up top. So for sharing, that's huge because it makes it so on Pinterest, a person who pins this doesn't have to type anything to tell people what it's about the image itself says exactly what it's about so if people see that anywhere on pinterest and that topic appeals to them they'll click in and look at it if they like it they'll repin it so for for sharing for me on pinterest this has just been huge and you know again it's not something i came up with or anything i'm just i'm just copying what what other people are doing, people who are really successful at this. So it's had a tremendous impact. And like I say, I I had never had a a visitor from Pinterest in my life. And now Pinterest is by far my biggest revenue, excuse me, my biggest traffic source right now.
1: Gotcha. You know, if someone's listening, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to go over to blogbuilders.com and, uh, and go to that post, the 10 ways to make yourself look like a blogging newbie. If you're listening to this sometime in the future, come back to this uh, the, my blog and you can get to this interview, and I'll have a link in the show notes. Um, But I really like how you did that because your image says 10 ways to make yourself look like a blogging newbie. It has a little cute picture of a, 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 a chimpanzee. And then you have those 10 things outlined. So it really does, you know, it captures your attention, number one, but it also gives you... Good solid content, and if you want more, you can come to your blog. When you click on that pin, you'll come to that blog post and you'll get to read that. So, I want people to actually go to your blog and see this because just hearing it is one thing, but seeing it is another. And when I looked at it, I thought to myself, man, that's a simple idea that can really make a huge difference not just for getting it pinned and getting it shared. But also for the reader that's on your blog, that's something that is very appealing and it captures your attention and it gives you the, the solid information, solid content. So I, I, I just love that idea.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's been working really well. And, you know, like, like, I, like you said, I think, it, I think it makes people take the post more seriously. You know, they, I think they see it as a different level of quality Definitely. if that's there when they get there. So it also impacts sharing on, you know, like on Facebook, like I get, I get stuff shared on Facebook and on Twitter and, you know, stuff that I'm not even putting on there myself originally. Like I'm seeing other people share it before I can share it. And I think that has a big impact to like visually, the better you can make stuff visually, the more shareable it is. And, you know, that's hard for me to do because I'm not a visually talented person. So I actually have to hire this out. Um, but a lot of people can do this on their own yeah. i wish i was that way but i'm not i just don't have that talent i don't have that ability uh-huh. but it's been hundred percent worth it to to hire that out i mean that's that's what my my i i consider my blog to have grown really fast so far and that is why 100
1: gotcha so we covered a ton in this episode we spoke about you know how to, to format your blog. Well, first of all, how to become keyword aware by using the Google keyword tool um, to, to come up with, uh, well, to get the, uh, to get information on what people are searching for so that you can include that in your content and so that you can come up with content. Um, we, we spoke about getting your keywords in your titles, other keywords in your posts. We spoke about formatting your images and, and uh, making them shareable. We spoke about not publishing orphan posts. Anything else that, uh, th- that we need to keep in mind as we're blogging, as we're creating this content that we hope will inspire others and change the world? Anything else that can help us or is that pretty much the core?
0: Just do it. That's the only other thing. Just implement it. You know, I, I really think that's it. Like, I think that's a solid plan as long as you do it.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So um, the blogbuilders.com, that's your, that's your home, home base right now? Yep. Uh, then you have the Keyword Academy. What's that about? Yeah, so the Keyword Academy
0: is it's similar, uh, but it's a paid, it's a membership site. Um, it's just it's greater detail on stuff like you know, how, to, how to get links from other sites. Like how do you actually go out and get other people to link to you? Uh, so it's just more in depth about topics like that, and it's also I've got a lot of people over there who just have more basic sites, little niche sites that you know do a good job covering a, a very small topic, and they're just looking to to learn how to promote that. So that's what the Keyword Academy is all about. It's very it's just what we've been talking about today, but that site was created originally for people who aren't blogging.
1: Gotcha. You know,
0: people who have other types of sites.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. And I see that you just launched a podcast.
0: I did, yeah. One episode so far. Episode <laughs> one
1: so far, and that's called the Blog Builders Podcast.
0: The Blog Builders Podcast, yeah. So, and you can find that in iTunes or just from from my site itself, so
1: awesome lots of value man court <laughs> i am excited about that content that you share um so thank you so much for coming on here and being so giving with that information
0: oh you're welcome thanks for having me
1: not a problem hey guys so you wanted mo- more of this kind of stuff check him out at the blogbuilders.com um to see what he has going on over there uh lots of good stuff And also the Keyword Academy. I'll have a link to that in the show notes um, so you can check that out also. So thank you so much for checking this episode out. I hope you got a ton of value from it. I know you got a ton of value from it. And as usual, I want to let you know that this program was brought to you by my 10 free videos on how to become a blogger over at freebloggingvideos.com. You get to avoid the hassle of it and the stress of not knowing how to get your blog up and running fast. I've personally seen that that is one of the biggest things that hold a lot of people up hold a lot of people back from getting started because they're not sure how to do it. So that's where my 10 free videos come in where I show you step-by-step how to get your blog up and running at freebloggingvideos.com. Check it out uh, today. So this is Leslie Samuel, your host from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time and that blog can be your blog. So until next time, take care and God bless. Five, two, four, one, four.